the Pure Jamie Milne Podcast. Where we have a dream to create a community full of happy, healthy, and knowledgeable people who create global positive change through sharing their journey. Tune in, saddle up, and listen in. Be inspired. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pure Jamie Milne Podcast and Jamie Milne TV, JMT TV. One of the most beautiful human beings has pleasured us with his presence. Mm. (laughs) The warrior of the weight room, the baron of the barbell, the mantis of muscle, Lindsay Beister. And folks, I, I just, I don't know where to start. I'm going to give a massive runway on this beautiful human being. First time I met Lindsay... I could be wrong here, but I think this is the first time. (laughs) I met him at the 2010 CrossFit Regionals, Mm. and we both went as individuals when normal human beings... Could uh, could do it. Yes, and I think I think it's sort of. I'm going to stand up on the seat to give you a demo. It was a deadlift workout. I can't remember, Linz. And I'm I'm <laughs> at about ninety kilos or something. And Lindsay's just like, oh! you know that that hard out CrossFit fucking warrior noise. He, and I'll never ever forget it. And he was right next to me. Um, and I remember we started, it was like the deadlifts, the box jumps, and it was a run, I think, around yeah, the Royal, run. Royal Randwick race course. And I thought, I fucking totally got this licked because I was a runner. And then I just <laughs> seen this beautiful <laughs> specimen, this fucking rhino wrestler, just straight round the track, fucking flying past me. I was like, how the fuck does that work? I'm half his size. But he's a man, a myth, a legend. Um, also, when I got into the Olympic weightlifting world, yep. um, you certified me in Darwin. Yes. Uh, as you were coaching with the Australian Weightlifting Federation. Is that yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. That was another moment that made my heart just kind of just flutter a little bit. And then after that, we sort of became pretty good mates and we mm-hmm. ended up having mutual friends. We were part of um, John Templeton's Underground RX, we the high, high performance training camp. I was obviously not the Olympic weightlifting coach. I was a run coach. Lindsay and was fucking good at it too. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Um, trying to think where else we, we've rubbed shoulders. And obviously you've come down to the, or up to the gym a few times. Yeah, love it. Every um, time. Yeah, man. Uh, I've said it a number of times, especially to friends and people, especially people in the, in the fitness and health space, the CrossFit space. Like I did my uh, Olympic weightlifting coaches course with, uh, a CrossFit coaches course with Mike Bergner. It yep. almost seems like fucking 100 years ago. So it was the same year as the regionals, 2-9, yep. 2-10. Amazing. And I remember just thinking, though, man, like how complicated... he Like he was a fantastic coach, don't He's get me wrong. He's a great coach. Um, but I remember sort of getting lost in translation and then going from that and then spending time with you as a student under your tutelage. <laughs> <coughs> And just remembering, you know, like you simplified such a, a potentially complex sport. Yeah. And that was something that forever stuck out in my mind. Um, it's just amazing, man, how you, how you see the sport and what you've done for the sport. And for those that don't know about Linz, he, you know, he was a part of the Australian coaching staff. He had his, uh, you had your own gym, Gold Coast Weightlifting Club, which turned out to be the largest weightlifting club yep. in, the wor- uh, in the world. <laughs> in the world. In the world of Queensland. In the world of Queensland. Um, and then, and then, you, and then you, you, you left the industry and I was like, what happened to the fucking Baron of the Barbell? Mm. Um, 
and then I listened to a podcast uh, about a month ago. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. It was Barbell... Uh, Raw Barbell Club. Raw Barbell Club. Yeah, um, Andrew. Andrew. Bro, I'll be honest. I messaged you while I was out running. I told, <laughs> I told you I was running. We could hear his... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just out running, bro. <laughs> I was just out running. And... Um, Fuck man, like it seems in the 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 culture at the moment is you know people are being encouraged to be authentic, to be honest, yeah, to be vulnerable. Um, are you okay? And men are being encouraged to be a bit more open and mm. uh, you know and be a little bit more in contact with their emotions and talk a bit more, all this type of jazz. And you hear a lot of it, and I think it's really good and it's really healthy, etc. But man. Fucking hell, that podcast rolled me. I had <laughs> rolled me. Oh, bro, I just it reminded me of um that singer Bon Iver when he first came out. He sung that song <laughs> Skinny Love, and I remember reading about it, and it said it was like Bon Iver. You know, he sings from heartache, from pain, from suffering, and the reference that they said was you could hear it in his voice. Yeah. Now, when I fucking heard your voice in that podcast, I was rolled, man. I felt pain i felt and i just had to message you and tell you i loved you and that you that was the most inspirational podcast ever well, the most man. real podcast so andrew man you're a fucking legend for a start and yes. but you're like more of a legend because i know you <laughs> guys i've given this man the biggest runway oh, that was like God. podcast over now that's 20 minutes we're out see you guys see you guys that's Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. So, fuck, here you are, bro. What's, so, what's happening? Just tell. I'm so excited. <sighs> I just, I can't man, so, obviously, still love coaching. Mm-hmm. It is a part of my life still. Love running seminars. Love to be up here today and coaching the crew. Um, PB's galore, so that's always a bonus. Yeah. And just ever since I shut the club, just trying to reevaluate what I do in my life and trying to get priorities different. So just spending the decade I did just coaching endlessly. Yeah. It was beautiful. I fucking loved it. However, there's a cost to that. Yeah. And I just realized that the way I was doing it and the way I was running my life just was not going to be sustainable forever. Mm. So it's something that I did want to do forever, but it just didn't work out. And what I've learned now is nothing is forever. Yeah. Nothing is forever. So it's just having that understanding and that in my heart space, just feeling like what it was was awesome and I loved every moment of it. But from now on, it's just like I've really got to try and choose me more. So I'm just keep leaning into is this good for me versus am I pleasing everybody else at the detriment of myself for so long? Is that a, is that a, like a, 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 a self-care thing, self-love, all of those things? Or, or is it just simply got to take care of myself put myself first so I can be better for you know your circle those you care about yeah I guess so it's like trying to work out a way that you can like for me what I'm trying to do is I'm just following this um, really simple philosophy of put yourself first if you have a partner put your partner second mm. if you've got a family put your family third and then after that you put your work fourth yeah. And then from there, it goes down the list. My God, do we fuck that up? I fucked that up the <laughs> worst. So I oh. put my business first forever. Mm. And then I put myself last. And I would put my family behind that. And yeah, my wife suffered for it. My family suffered for it. My athletes, probably in the long run, suffered as well. And I have mm. to deal with the fact of that. That mm. they 
were upset and their needs weren't met because realistically I couldn't give. I was trying to give from an empty cup. It just wasn't working. God damn, mate. You were like totally aware, eh? Like you're, you're, that just sounds like such a huge level of like extreme responsibility like from your point and yep. just being so aware of what's going on. You know, that's that's massive, man. Yeah, the um, it's huge. two books that I read at the time when I shut my club was um, Extreme Ownership by Jocko. Jocko. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone doesn't know who Jocko is, Holy good. Fuck just hell. YouTube good. And oh. the other one was Jordan Peterson's book. Now, I love and hate either of the guys. It was just perfect timing for me that they mm. both books really resonated. And... Also doing some stuff around men's work, which was called a non-for-profit organization called the Mankind Project. Mm. So essentially I've worked um, and, and followed that sort of methodology. They do a rites of passage. I went yeah. off and did that. Which is an e- e- I don't know anything about it, bro, but like the couple of little things. I have another friend in WA involved yeah um it doesn't seem like an easy thing man and i see some of your stuff on instagram i'm like holy fuck what's in the mushrooms in that coffee you're drinking yeah man it's um it was beautiful and it's exactly what i needed at the time and i highly recommend any man to go and do it if you Mm. want to be initiated and crack yourself open and find a deeper level of yourself i think it's a really positive and healthy way to do it so fuck man Mm. that's incredible because I mean, from the outside looking in, you're covered in tattoos from knee to nipple. You ride a, a, a massive machine of a motorbike, a like Ferrari on two wheels. You're like jacked to the nines. You just look like the stereotypical alpha male. And I think it's so good for other blokes to... Cry on podcasts? Yeah, and I think it's really important. <laughs> <laughs> we got to bring it in. I'm fucking serious, man. Like, it's... It's so timely for, for men, I suppose, you know, like you to take a stand to, mm. um, yeah, I don't know. It's like we really need it, I suppose. We need ourselves. Yeah. We just need ourselves, man. Like, that's what I really got out of this whole process. And all the stuff that's gone on with Tani and myself, like my wife and I and all that sort of stuff's been beautiful. It's been really difficult, but I love the challenge, you know, and the challenge is good. So... Yeah, just not settling, just living a life that I love and yeah. just doing that as best I can. How, how did you, a big question I've been meaning to ask, man, because uh, when I first left the military, I felt like I lost my identity and therefore lost my way. So change, admittedly I was a bit younger, but mm. change really stung. And then I had a, a gym in Auckland for a while that went, tits up the business relationship was yeah. a fucking train wreck it was like a pre-chewed dog's breakfast um that went tits up so therefore another loss of identity um i totally lost my way so i'm, I'm very curious bro when change comes um and you know how did you embrace that and like for other people too man when what they think is their world like you said not everything's not forever yeah like it's like fuck really man why i want this gym to be forever i so wanted gold coast weightlifting club to be forever like i didn't have a plan b and i think that's why it works so well and i think with anyone going into business if you have still got if you're trying to run a business and you've got a job uh, as your main thing and your business is your side piece the real way to make it work is get rid of your job and just make your side piece business your actual thing that you got to go for because then it's all in what you what you vibe on is what you're going to work on like what you give your time and energy to so 
for me, man, I totally fucking lost my whole world when I shut the club. Like, it was complete implosion, man. I, um... It's like you disappeared. I was like... I did disappear. Where the fuck is Lindsay? I, I totally... I totally disappeared. I, um... I struggled. I really struggled. It was like... Yeah, here I am, national coach and international weightlifters and a whole community of people. I'd have a hundred conversations a day with a hundred different people. Yeah. And I loved it and it was a beautiful career and job. And then to, yeah, just not be able to do it anymore, for it to shut, um, Mm. it just rattled me. And I think the thing at the time that made it so hard is that I think I must put off this vibe that I've got everything sorted. And like you say, like I'm a big burly dude and I've got everything sorted and I've got it all happening. And and it's like, I don't, I honestly don't. I'm, I have every feeling like every other human has and I was gutted and I was gutted that, you know, people that I'd looked after for years just didn't even bother to contact ever. Like my athletes, I'd spend athletes, I'd spend four hours a day Six, five to six days a week with these people, never heard from them ever again. Kind oh, of scenario. So it's just like, it was really tough at the time to be able to do that. And I was just like, and then, you know, a couple of days after I shut the club, Tani met somebody else, like that scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically thought that if I shut the club, I can focus on my family. Mm-hmm. And when I shut the club, I felt like my family got ripped apart too at the time. Yeah. So it was just like, I went from having an identity and a business and a, and a mission. I think that's the big thing too. As a man, I thrive on having something, a mission to complete or something to do Mm. or a purpose. Right. And all of a sudden I was, didn't have a purpose. Yeah. So I was like, my family's my purpose. And then that got broken apart. It felt like too. Uh, I just literally probably spent most of my days moping around crying, writing, journaling um trying to just pull my pieces and pull my shit together like literally out like minutes would feel like hours mm. sometimes Tani spent a lot of time away so i'd be on my own a lot um and the relationship that i did have with her at the time because of the way i was treating her while i had my business which was second down the rung or third down the rung mm. meant that when i didn't have all my identity and career I also didn't have much of a relationship either. Yeah. So I had to confront that. And I also had to confront myself. Like the failure. The failure of not having my gym oh, work out. Stings, eh? Really stings. Yeah. You know, especially when there's... Like a lot of the people were happy to see it go. Like, you know, I got messages from people saying what a shit person I am and how dare I shut the club and oh, all sorts bro. of stuff. So it was just... Fuck. It was hectic. Nice work, human beings. Oh, man. Let's I just kick some dust, shall we? Yeah. Let's I just, just fucking kick some dust. But that's the rawness. Like, that's life. Like, oh. you know, when you're... And that's what I learned from Jordan Peterson. It's like, in life, when you're the when you're winning, it's easier to win. Mm. Especially in like the... in You know, in a primal sense. And when you're down, man, vultures come in. People yeah. come in because they yeah. see that you're not the person that see you a bit were. of blood, sniff a bit of fucking vulnerability. Yeah. yeah, and man, the most powerful thing I've got is just no one can take away my power or my love because I am vulnerable. Mm. That's all there is. Like, that's what happens. It's just like I own it. Like I own that I fucked it up real bad. But that's life, man. Yeah. You know, it's life. Fucking oh, bro! I just I just listen to you. It just blows me the fuck away. Like I can't. I just can't, I'm just so proud of you, man, and just, I don't know if proud's a word, I don't know, 
just blown away and inspired mm. boy because mm. that is not easy bro that is not easy at all we love it when we're winning yeah everyone loves it and people ride the gravy train they hang on to Lindsay's beard and coattails and away they go yeah fucking when you're not winning man yeah, yeah interesting so, so now what it's just like well now i'm just doing me just focusing yeah. on me focusing on my own family life and my fuck. beautiful people in my life i see another surfing clip mate from your instagram i'm like fuck man come on bro <laughs> i'm fucking getting up at 4am chickens the story oh, he's fucking drinking coffee <laughs> living the dream man just honestly just getting my priorities straight and it's just a different life and like i said things aren't forever so just right now i'm just doing my thing keeping a low profile and yeah you know just reassessing everything I'm in no rush to go back into any kind of business just yet. Yeah. Just like doing my own thing and working at a, like I work at a really cool place in Burley Heads now and that's great. I love the team and people that I'm a part of. Terrible place to live. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just going over to Burley Heads. Yeah. So just that, man. Just yeah. Yeah, chipping at that. Yeah. You feel, do you feel the draw card? Like, do you feel that? affinity that draw to go back to coaching in any shape or form were you quite happy um because man and i and i don't say it lightly you in, in my my experience my perception you're the best at what you do um and i've been around you know just as long as you grow there, yeah. there's a lot of people out there giving themselves pats on the back about how amazing they are i mean you are really the real deal as it relates to the sport of ollie lifting and yeah. strength and conditioning and stuff so i mean yeah does it feel like you're gonna head back into that i think space? i could i think i could it's more just like finding the balance like i still have not worked out how to fill the potential of my athletes and fill my own cup at the same time yeah the only way i've sort of thought about it in an intellectual way is fill my own cup to the point that it's overflowing and then give from the overflow. It's mm. kind of like how I do my relationship. In a relationship, there's me, that you. So there's me, there's, there's you, me, but then there's us. Yeah. So there's three entities in any relationship. Mm. So there's I've got to do me, you've got to do you, and then with what we've got, we pull it together. So it's the same with athletes. Oh, it's like a tapestry. Mm. So working that out, I haven't worked that out yet. I still don't know how to do it. Mm. And, you know, at times that I want to step into a coaching role, like coaching humans or coaching men in um, rites of passage or holding space for men's circles, that sort of thing. So they're more, uh, I guess, just in touch with themselves. There's a draw for that. But mm. I have fear. The fear is that I don't know how to do it without just depleting myself. Because yeah. I feel like I'm an all or nothing kind of person. Yeah. Like I said before about business, it's kind of like I feel like if you go all in, everything that you want from it will happen. Yeah. And if you go half in, you get half results. Yeah. So I'm just like... It's a fucking hard balance, man. I, I'm an all or nothing. I'm totally crazy on stuff. Yeah. See, I'm exactly the same. Whoever figures out that <laughs> algorithm of how the fuck you balance everything mm. is going to be a very, very wealthy human being. So yeah, so seminars are great for me. Yeah. Getting to share my absolute love and joy with people. Yeah. For one day, like I did today. Mm. People got PBs, people had a good time. Mm. It's all the knowledge is still in my head. I still see everything just as sharp as yesterday and I love it. Yeah. And then it's the exchanges there. I can give a hundred percent. Yeah. And then if they reach out and want more, then happy to do that. Yeah. But I feel like that's a way for me to still give my gift of coaching. Yeah. 
but the ongoing daily coaching, I'm, yeah. I I'm not there yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't yeah, know how long it's going to take. Like, I really don't. Interesting, man. This is such a good, you know, it's good to hear from you, especially for people still coaching, still running gyms and CrossFit gyms and Glenn stuff. Glenn Penley so, died yeah, two weeks cra- ago, yeah, man. It's crazy, eh? You know, like, I listened to his podcast with um, Seb Ostrovich, and it was yeah. so hard, man, because, you know, here's someone that just absolutely gave his whole life to the sport, and then all of a sudden has a few complications, and then... Gone gone and he's 48 mm. i'm 34 so it's just like i'm 35 mm. at the end of the year so he's 13 years older than me and i just think fuck there's so much stuff i want to do in my life and i yeah. love coaching and mm. i like getting people to an international level when it comes to their lifting but how many times am i going to do that how mm. many people can i get to the com games or the youth olympics or the senior olympics or whatever it might be in the future with more time in the sport but it's like when's it enough it's a yeah. bit like an athlete, like the amount of athletes I've seen go, I stood on the Com Games, I mean, the, the Olympic Games dais and I got the gold medal. Now what? Yeah, what's next? It's always, another, next. Yeah, always another mountain to climb. Fuck yeah. me, man. So it's kind of like that with coaching. It's like, well, what am I actually, what am I actually doing this for? Because mm. originally it was like to open up the club was to be the first not-for-profit uh, a for-profit weightlifting club we did that we were the largest for-profit weightlifting club in Australia we got to the largest at one point and like we hit all these milestones all these things that weren't possible so now this plethora of clubs have all sprung up because mm. it's possible and yeah it's kind of like well what's the next thing you know yeah. there is something but it's just like maybe it's in a totally different avenue different space yeah you seem to be like you're talking about the rites of passage and the men's groups and stuff like that. It seems like you're going down that pathway quite enthusiastically. I do like it. It yeah. was profound for me. Yeah. What, the work that I did and what I got out of it, I've done personal development for years and I read a lot. Mm. Um, and this was so much deeper and so much... Uh, I wish there was words for it, but all I can do is just have an overwhelming sense of feeling in my body yeah. about it. Fucking hell. Like gratitude, gratefulness, that type of stuff. Yeah. Fuck me, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 I find myself quite curious about it. Like in a in a like to if you could verbalise or explain because there'll be a lot of people that don't know. I guess what... like well look, put it this way, a rites of passage is just a way to physically, emotionally, spiritually test yourself. Um you know, and in this case for me, it was a it's a men's only format. Um, it's ran all over the world, and they have a few trainings a um, couple times a year in Queensland. Yeah, and it's three days, and I fuck man, I guarantee you'll not come out the same. Wow. No way. Fuck me, man. No way. Yeah. Wow. And it all, all walks of life, like uh, professionals. Yeah. And, everyone and, and everyone. Yeah. Man, that's heavy. Yeah, that's cool. Would you would you suggest it? Would you suggest it to be a good a good well, like a good option for men? Like, would you encourage yes. the man on the street, you know, anywhere, blokes in the gym to get involved? Or yeah, I think so. I think people that want more out of their life. I think people that feel stuck in their life. People that are fucking successful. Like, why not take it to the next level? It doesn't have to be. It's not a negative thing. It's like. How do we do rites of passage in Australia? We get behind a wheel of a car when we're 18. Mm. We drink. 
We see how far we can take drinking. We see how far we can take drugs. Like, look at the epidemic that we have. Mm. Suicide. Like, people are so upset and so sad and are void of their feelings. So they can't feel. So they feel like they have no option. It's like, for me, I felt like, I felt like there was part of me that died, like when I shut my club, but it did. But there was even times where I feel like I was going to die. Like I felt like death was the only option. And to have that consideration, it's like, no, 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 just parts of us need to die. We don't need to die. There's parts of our ego that may need to die. Mm. And it's a matter of being held enough that you feel like, like I feel like I can be held in that space like i um, can be vulnerable enough that someone's going to hold me and let me go through that process or say or feel whatever it might be that i need to feel such that i can work through it you know yeah. come out on the other side a better man yeah god damn it bro mm. that's incredible that's absolutely incredible you just, I, I can totally see the difference, eh? You just seem so different, man. It's like a fucking rise of a phoenix or something. It's something really cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, something massive has happened to you. It's just, yeah, it's really quite crazy. Thanks. Fuck. In such a good way, though, man. Dude, so good. I'm so stoked. Yeah. So stoked. And I'm really happy for you, Linz. I'm, like, absolutely happy for you. So happy for you. It's fucking cool. Thanks, um, Yeah, it's... It, so many things I want to ask, but I mean, Shoot. yeah, what do, what do you, just a couple of closing questions. So one, as you said, people are, people are sad, people are struggling, people don't know necessarily how to verbalize or even reach out. Uh, there's a number of disorders, yeah. um, mental health issues, especially with men. I think, well, everybody for that matter, but I think men sometimes struggle to talk about it a little bit more. So socially, I'm not. It's not as common for men to voice their feelings with mm. words. Women are typically say more words than men mm. and are encouraged to speak their truth verbally with mm. each other. Mm. And men don't do that. Men use alcohol as a mm. lubricant to then open up. Well, I don't need to have ten beers to open up. Yeah. And one fit aid will do. Okay. So it's I'm having the recovery. If I got that right, I thrive. I'm thriving at the moment. So it's like for me, it's like I love going deep with people. That's mm. always been a, a thing for me, and I love humans and I love people. So it's like, how can we heal each other? Mm. You know, and it, a lot of the time you can't do it on your own because you can't see your blind spots, man. You got mm. blind spots in your life about how you live your life, and yep. sometimes it takes somebody. But you've got to be vulnerable enough. So it's like, where can I go to be vulnerable? You've got to let down those walls a little bit where you feel trusted, safe, supported, all those things. What's well, the way that, like you know, typically the way that men feel love, or uh, what are they typically searching for, is freedom. Mm. You know, so our version of freedom is escaping from ourselves or you know using alcohol drugs whatever it is yeah. work burying ourselves in purpose and women seek fulfillment for love mm. so they're looking for more connection more knickknacks around the house more interactions Bloody that sort of stuff mate. more words they yeah. want more words whatever it might be mm. so the polarity for us is how do we do that with each other if we're in loving relationships with our loved ones like our wife or our, whoever it is yeah. so it's kind of having that deeper understanding of how men like to do it because men feel as everything as much as any woman would. It's just that we don't verbalize it as well. Yeah. So we don't use our words, you know. We feel, but we've got no words for it. 
Yeah. So it's like, it's okay. <laughs> like it's okay to feel it too, you know? And this yeah. is the space as well. Like you don't need to say anything, but you might need to go somewhere and have space that you can just let out whatever you want to let out. Yeah. Words, noise, dance, scream, oh, shout. Dancing. Bit of caramel sauce, bit of a dance. <laughs> Anytime. Oh, jeez. Mate, I think we're so fortunate. Like, as, like, I feel very fortunate to be able to have be part of this conversation with you. And I think anybody that's watching and taking the time to watch this little interview, I think we're very fortunate, man. I just I said it at the start, and I can't reiterate it more, to have, you know, somebody like you, you know, and, and not labelling you, but you know what I mean, like the big, burly, alpha male bloke, just doing his thing and then being able to be so open and just explain and share this next part of your journey, which makes it, I just think it's so healthy for us blokes to, to listen. And I just feel so fortunate, bro. It's been, this is just unreal. Yeah. Well, I think maybe it's just not something in the, in the strength and conditioning or the sports world where coaches or you know, a lot of the time we're in competition with each other, you know, mm. with our businesses or the way that we do our business or what we do as like sport or we're competing and that sort of thing. And it's just like, fuck, man, we're all together. Mm. We're all got the same issues and, you know, insecurities and fear and we're just human. Yeah. You know, and, you know, sometimes I know for me, it's like I let my ego run the show. Like I let that run the show that I won't interact with people. Or one of my biggest triggers is like, I get really pissed off when I can't help somebody. Mm. I know I can help them and they don't want the help. It's like, damn you. Or they'll go somewhere else and get some help. you, God damn you. Oh, it frustrates me to hell. And then people complain then. Oh, you didn't help me. It's like, oh man, I helped you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Just the support. And the emotional support as well, as always. I just, I can't do it by halves. I can I can't coach you and not emotionally support you as well. Yeah, it's yeah. the way it goes. Yeah, I realised that a few years ago. And I think it, I, I think probably about three years ago, after being in business here for about a year, I, real, I realised two things. One, th- this was never going to be a moneymaker. And that I realised very quickly. So it was always going to be a humble earning. And then I made, when I made peace with that, it's like, cool. Okay, money's not the driver. No. Okay, so the driver is to help people. And then I realized the actual fitness, the part that 99.9% of people really enjoy, is the smallest part of the formula. Yes. It's like you said, it's the emotional support. It's helping people mitigate stress and bad sleep patterns and food and emotional support and all that stuff. And so when I realized that, it was was such a game changer. Mm. But, um, man... Bro, we're, I, I have, like I said, I've absolutely loved this catch-up, mate. I just, fuck. We, we can't leave it so long in between. Mm. In between. Mm. 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 If I had a beard, mate, I would be totally <laughs> stroking it. Just, mm. Mm. Put a coconut oil. Yeah, you better. <laughs> you better. Bro, are you, are you open to... Um, yes. I know you did a lot of remote. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is... Yes. Are you open to uh, sort of remote coaching and things like that like you did before? Like, So if any of our crew or anybody that sees this video uh, wanted to, to get in contact with you with questions, remote coaching, or just... just... Shoot, me, shoot me messages, happy to support people. Um, yeah, I think I'm open to that. It's, it's looking that way more and more these days. So I'd be, you know, if people need somebody or want support, reach out. Mm. You know, it could be so many ways. The way that I interact with people, 
online is just it's crazy how just some things just roll into the next and all of a sudden you know you know coaching's happening or clinics are happening or mm. whatever it might be i'm mm. just a yes to stuff like that yeah sure. cool unreal and any 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 men or male listeners to this podcast yeah um they can uh, can they reach out to you as well but curiosity yeah. around rites of passage and the men's groups and stuff yeah like that. just just Lindsay B on Instagram. Lindsay B. I used to send you heaps of videos, bro. <laughs> so much stuff. <laughs> Do it. All right, man. Bro, thank you so much. I love you with all my heart, man. Pure Jamie Milne Podcast. Podcast.